Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. We SM. Oh, SM. Sorry. Should I should I take that over? Take hey over. everybody, it's your SM Andrew. That sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm handcuffed already. Right? Uh it is your space master, Andrew. And uh I am here today with Ursula, Daniel, Kenny, and Carrie. And we are gonna be playing through a game that was kickstarted and has not actually released yet so if it sounds like we're really confused on the rules it's because they're not fully complete in some places but that's all right because it's going to be a fun game and it's called impulse drive uh, it is a mod of the powered by the apocalypse game system if anybody's familiar with dungeon world or monster of the week games like that it, it's that same kind of flavor where it's going to be a lot more role play focused there'll be conflict and combat at times but it's going to be much more narrative focused. So I'm going to kick things off and introduce you to Carrie, and she's going to tell you about the character oh, okay. that she's playing. Uh, Carrie, hi. <laughs> 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 I'm going to be Annunciate um, to the back of the room. Barbara Nash. How do you spell that? B-A-B-R-A. Okay. And no, I thought it was um, going to be B-O-B. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. Barbara Nash. <laughs> She's the warden. Oh, I guess I probably should have said where we start out on a prison world. Some of the characters are prisoners. Carrie's character is going to be the warden. And Kenny's character is going to be like a military guy who is there for a reason that we will state later. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm playing the Tempest. Is there like a description or something? Uh, I mean, I describe your character. She's kind of masculine, wearing a business suit, glasses. I don't think that she's very well liked in the prison. I try to do the right thing, but I don't really trust the prisoners or give them much leeway at all. Generally, prisoners do not like the key holder. Yeah. True. Oh, my background also, uh, I'm a, I had an experiment done to me that gave me unusual powers. Yeah. Now, um, these are powers that you keep hidden from people, though, right? It's not something that you just like advertise. Yeah, I mean, it's not around, like spelled out on my forehead. <laughs> go around blasting telekinetic, telekinetic blasts at the uh, inmates when they're doing bad things. No, <laughs> I try to refrain. <laughs> All right, Ursula, why don't you tell us about the character you'll be playing? I'm playing Maggie or codename Magpie, the infiltrator playbook. Nice. So I am a prisoner in the prison, um, but wrongfully accused. That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it, I swear. Um, Magpie's quite short and paranoid, quite feminine in their appearance, but androgynous in their presentation, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so my background is licensed to kill. So I'm a clandestine operative of an organizational government. You start with the chameleon modification. And I thought it would be cool for my chameleon modification to kind of be like, feathers that like Ooh. not real feathers um because the chameleon thing is that you have a mod which helps with like camouflage and infiltration and stuff okay so i've always wanted to play kenku in D, &D but they <laughs> seem like an absolute bitch to role play so i was like i'm gonna play a bird girl in space instead so basically Perfect. the idea of the feathers is that they're like they scatter the light or whatever, which helps me, you know, be more invisible or less noticeable or whatever. Okay. But the condition of that is that when you gain chameleon, 
take one of the following hooks. So we got, my modification often betrays my mood. Using my modification makes me overheat or my modification causes me considerable pain. And I chose, my modification often betrays my mood because they're feathers. And <laughs> I just love the idea of like, I'm stressed. Or yeah. my feathers puff up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Get your feather, feathers ruffled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny you say that because Carrie actually plays a uh, canary kenku in our main game. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we like the bird people on this show. I'm such a bird person. Kenny, <laughs> uh, tell us about your sweet, my sweet beefy boy. Sweet, sweet, beefy meat cake <laughs> tank. <laughs> Who's like uh, the sci-fi epitome or variation of... The fantasy paladin type. So <laughs> his name is Gunner the Wall Bastion. Sounds nickname, right. Sounds nickname about right. the Wall as like uh, you know first wall between whoever he's protecting. Always the front line soldier. He's just very other guys are the tip of the spear. Yeah, he's the, the, the wall. Yeah, I'm the one that, that's uh, generally gonna be taking the hits. Also semi religious, based off of his upbringing. Okay. Uh, raised on Earth, uh, enlisted in the what is it, United Galactic Business Navy, uh, raised by a father who was in that from a young age, pretty much conditioned to play that role in, in life, okay. uh, that we're kind of the protectors and that what we're working for is, you know, a valid thing to be working for, trying to keep the peace while furthering our own uh, our own existences and kind of protecting the meek, all of that. But um, while away at basic, when I'd completed and graduated that, went home to Earth to, you know, have furlough with the family. And while I was there, raiders came and killed my father and my mother and my little brother and slit my throat. Damn. But, but I, I survived that. It was was... Uh, uh, brought to the hospital, but like my whole family was wiped out. So kind of just put a chip on my shoulder. But now and I'm. That's when you became Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when I, that's when I became Batman. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, pretty much just, uh, you know, st was still stuck in that, in that military existence. Okay. Raised there, sent to, you know, Say it'd been like thirty-five-year-old guy now. Had been through countless wars and countless fucking conflicts and seen a lot of death and destruction. Well, and we're with with where we're gonna be. I mean, you're a long, long way from home too. Yeah, I'm a long way from home, but it's still throughout all of this, you know, career in the military as like a heavy munitions, you know, officer, just. Lots and lots of destruction, lots of people dying, you know, good has come out of a lot of it. But my job on the front lines most of the time is to see all of the terror and carnage that comes along with war. So uh, heavily drink myself to sleep at night <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, just tr pretty much uh, what was it? Even one of the hooks that my character has is that war has numbed me to suffering both others and my own. Oh, like, damn. Okay. So who, whatever your problems are, whatever, 
You're the, just you're all sit, business. Yeah, it's that's not my job. My job isn't to solve people's problems. My job is to um, follow orders, um, complete right. my missions, and uh, crush the faces of the people that get in my way. <laughs> <laughs> so also, uh, along, along the uh, paladin aspect of it, uh, the skills that I had chosen were a shield platform that I can deploy as, as like down, cover yeah. for myself and uh, teammates and a heavy arsenal. So I get a heavy weapon with three ammo and it's pretty much, uh, like a target locking missile launcher that I've dubbed the broadsword. So <laughs> it's a sword and shield, but it just happens to be an energy shield and a rocket launcher. Yeah. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Uh, so Daniel, you're up last. I am playing the intellect uh, playbook. Um, I am a rightfully uh, imprisoned criminal named Hugo Dunworthy. He's a short, round, fastidiously neat, slightly prissy man. Think, uh, you know, kind of Jack Black, you know, body type. So not necessarily fat, <laughs> just round. Bulbous. Yes. Yeah, just... Uh, Curvaceous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was convicted of multiple counts of forgery. He um, basically, he's a, a polymath who's an expert in a number of things and has the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> so it's much easier to just fake your way through things than actually bother with completion and discovered quite quickly that you can make quite a lot of money doing that as well. Nice. But also discovered that there's always someone younger and hungrier than you in the criminal underworld. So um, they basically made it known to the authorities that he'd done a bad thing. Cut my brother in half. Yeah, so he's been put away for a, a good long time because some of the crimes he was linked to because of his forgery led to deaths. I wanted a driver's license and he made my face look like a but you need to arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> <Take that. laughs> yep, definitely. Uh, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I read through that uh, that background you sent me, and I was like, he wrote a lot for this. I always do. I always go way over the top. That was pretty short for me, actually. Actually, uh, both times he made his characters, he sent me like pages worth of backstory and information, <laughs> and I was just like, dude. This is too much <laughs> at this point. Like, I didn't need to know this much about your character. I but did not need to know neat? about their childhood that deeply. Like, I think especially with Powered by the Apocalypse systems, there's a lot to be said for like leaving a lot of blank spots in your character's history. Yeah, and just kind of feeling it out as you go. Yeah. And that's very much where I'm going with the story of this is like I have this basic, you know, building blocks of what we're going to do, but it's really, I'm just going to throw you guys into it and see how you react to the situations, what your characters would do. I mean, there's only a few places where it's like, I have to creatively funnel you into a situation. But other than that, I just want to see how you guys react to stuff. I figured the the military grunt guy is probably a pretty stereotypical <laughs> like backstory. Like, yeah, he was in the military and saw a lot of shitty things and... His it's parents like very, died. And he wasn't a billionaire, yeah, so he every, didn't go Every Batman. RPG character ever. <laughs> yes. like, yeah, my whole family's dead. <laughs> He's also like, could be the bad guy. I could. I mean, that's the same I mean, essentially, origin story. If, yeah. if, if, 
if you read, like, think about the UGBN or whatever, like, it could, in theory, be the Empire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could technically be the bad guy and yeah. not know it. Uh, that's the life that I've chosen, and there, there you go. Speaking of the Navy <laughs> and the the setting, um, I decided to go uh, with more of a homebrew setting and just kind of make up everything. I used a lot of Greek names in naming things, but also tried to go with other so like cultural god names, god weapon names for different things, tried to pull from different places just so it wasn't so it's more of a futuristic earth society like this is mm. thousands of years in our future when we've colonized most of the galaxy and our, the society has turned more towards business conglomerates and corporations owning just vast chunks of the milky way and where we'll be starting out is a moon called moros five you have at this point faster than light technology but it it's only called that it's more close to the speed of light. So very realistic in that if you were to go faster than the speed of light, you would turn into pure energy, but that gets in with relativistic physics when it comes to long space journeys and time dilation and all that fun We're stuff. We're not going to get into that, are we? Yeah. It's faster <laughs> than most. No, we will. Than <laughs> oh, no, we will. It's oh, okay. faster than most. Um, <laughs> speed of we're going we're gonna to have some ship travel stuff. I won't know anything about that. It'll be later in. We'll That's be more immersed in the sci-fi right. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> AFTL, almost as fast as light. Almost faster than the <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the speed of light travel. Uh, it's one of 10 moons that orbit a gas giant planet uh, named Gatanothoa. G-H-A-T-A-N-O-T-H-O-A. I see you taking notes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait, so that's the galaxy? No, that is the planet. I thought Moros 5 was the planet. Moros 5 is the, the moon. moon of oh, it's the, the moon, moon yes, of the, the planet. The planet that you're circulating. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Got yeah, it. The moons are, they all have different surnames, but it's one through ten. Can I be transporting a prisoner named Alice to this prison <laughs> planet? <laughs> uh, no, actually. <laughs> to the moon, Alice. Uh, the reason why the, so you're on the moon. Uh, the moon has two operations going on that are both owned by the same company. The company is Kerwin Galactic. It actually owns most of this cluster of stars within about 150 light years. But this moon specifically is a mining and prison moon. So on one side of the moon, they have a mining operation. On the other side, they have a prison pl uh, operation. Do the, the prison prisoners operation, work in the mines? The prisoners that are on their best behavior. But it's not like a, all the prisoners work okay. there. Oh, and you didn't ask, but the system is the Durandal system. You want me to spell that too? D-U-R-E-N-D-A-L. No H. No H. The prison is known as Tartarus Correctional. Oh, that's a happy name. <laughs> yeah quite uh you you know your mythology um and the mining operation is cadaceous sites one through five so there are actually five different mining sites but they are set up in a pentagram shape around a central hub where all the main mining equipment is kept where all the machine shops and everything that are required to run a mining operation of that scale is all in the center that's fun yeah. <laughs> so it's Cadesius one through five is the operation? Yes. Is yes. the mining operation? Is the mining operation. And it's on the direct opposite side of the moon from the 
prison. The prison itself is kind of an amorphous blob of shapes, like uh, amoeba. It's an amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, but more. It's the the prison was built in a central hub, and then just kind of built on the more they needed space and facilities. Is it like one of those houses that has like? Different siding on this yes. one, and like <laughs> it's all patchwork. very like built Patched in, very different. Whatever was the cheapest Except metal like at the time materials. of whatever they built is the, what it's built out of. There's <laughs> odd airlocks at places where they don't seem like they need to be, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as was uh, stated when we went through characters, uh, two of our players are going to be inmates, and I will probably start with them just to kind of get an idea of what their prison life situations are. But then we'll jump over to our military captain or our military officer and uh, the warden and kind of get an idea of what's going on with them. Because starting off, the military is there to do a inspection. I mean, that's why you're there, why your captain brought you there. Uh, the vessel that you came in on is a military um, frigate class vessel. It's very much made to be fast and shoot things. It can be ran with a four-person crew at minimum, but right now you're running with a eight-person crew. You left two of the people back on the ship. The warden will be preparing for the inspection, because when we start off, you'll be over at the mining operation, and then we'll get going. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I think that's my enough character's for the not setting. really there as like the lead. No, you Fucking. you have a captain. Uh, your captain yeah. is uh, Captain James Thralson, and he is the one a, actually performing it. Yeah, performing he's the, one the inspection, and doing I'm the inspection. Sort of there as. Yeah, I mean, you're not even his second in command. Yeah, just, um, his XO is kind of following along. You're just there to make sure that explosives that they're using aren't being stored improperly. Yeah. That kind of the side of things that you would actually know something about or else they would have left you on the ship. Um, your hooks. Uh, do you just want to start off? Carrie? Yeah, I'll start off. I am seeking vengeance against the corporation. Is this the corporation of like the mine? Yes. Okay. Yes. The corporation owns this whole entire move. So I'm going to be pretty upset with them. Okay. The second one is that the prisoners are against me. There's one that was like a group of people. So I figure okay. the prisoners probably won't like me very much. And I would imagine you probably don't like them very much either. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't give them a lot of leeway. I'm pretty. Uh, my dad was like a cop. And I think my grandpa was like a senator. So I'm pretty like tough on crime. Okay. Uh, and my third one is that I'm at the mercy of my fear slash rage and must struggle against its impulses. Okay. <laughs> you're you're prone to mood swings into anger primarily, but you're trying to keep it under wraps. Yeah. Take him to the shoe. Because that's also kind of when you're, you're – powers manifest yeah that's too. usually when i'm feeling that coming on is when i run in my office and lock the door <laughs> and they have to replace your chair again <laughs> <laughs> she burns down ah oh, crap she burnt another one what is she doing in there uh all right uh ursula uh what are your hooks that you have currently um, i only have one okay. so far and that's the one from my um my background which is my modification often betrays my mood okay but I reckon probably I want another one like. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't really have to be on a list or anything. We can just come up with them. Yeah, actually, hold on. I haven't even looked at the list. Blah, blah, blah. I think um, I think probably I definitely mistrust 
authority figures. Okay. Because I don't like the warden, but I've also been fucked over by people in my organization. Okay. So you aren't doing any trust falls anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I get like I don't know if this would be separate or kind of tied to that. Like I mistrust authority, and I try to remain like in the background wherever possible. Okay. Oh, well, I mean that could just be kind of a general hook too, of just like you're always trying to keep the lowest profile possible. Yes. Which is funny because that clashes with my modification betrays my mood. I like that. <laughs> so you're like trying to be sneaky and your all your feathers are just like sticking up and shaking a bit. It's just like, <laughs> no, no, we're meant to be hiding right now. And they're all just like. <laughs> uh, Daniel, do you have any hooks? Uh, yes, already? I do. Um, so I'm obsessed with the idea of finding out who actually ratted me out to the authorities and bringing them down. Okay. Um, my, you know, size and frailty makes me vulnerable to basically anyone more imposing. And uh, just, you know, from, I haven't actually talked to her yet, but just, you know, watching Magpie, I need to teach her how to be discreet. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love, I love the thought that like Magpie thinks she's being super stealthy. <laughs> and really. Actually, You're a weird bird person in a prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the doctor's actually being like, what is up with this kid? And yeah, every time someone gets near you, your feathers are all up and you get a crest down the middle of your head. And it's like, come on. And he starts squawking. Uh, Kenny. So I never did say the background. I went with the War Eternal playbook. Uh, I come from a culture, Earth. That has been broiled in bitter, bitter, ugh, bitter internal conflict for generations. When I encounter someone from that culture, I'll know immediately which force they're from and how I can push them to gain support or lose their cool. And then my hooks, Barbara, the prison warden, her morality will make her hesitate at times that I won't. And I often drown myself in liquor to dull the scar scars on my soul. And war has numbed me to the suffering both others and my own. Not a lot of empathy. <laughs> well, not a lot of empathy, but also like I did. I hate all the things that I've done and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But trying to be better. Yeah, Fuck, like man, like trying to be good. You need to watch The Expanse or read the books. Amos. Yes. He, he, yes. You are, you <laughs> yeah. are Amos, like to a T. Nice. All right. So I think that's probably pretty good for this zero episode. Cool. But yeah, I felt this was fun. All right. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>